management, leadership. If you're all about that, I know that you're ready for the leaderish podcast. Hey, change your mindset because it is vital. Remembering the leader is not all about a title. It's about helping others level up, get their best. Talking about the skills, time to focus, time to represent. Hey, Dr. Brandy, break it down just like that. Time to tune in to the leaderish podcast. Hey, let's go. The Leaderish Podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Leaderish Podcast. It's me, Dr. Brandy, here, and I'm super excited because we have a little bit of an after show segment for you with an amazing person. Okay, first and foremost, she is a certified master neuroscience coach, the host of the Permission to Offend podcast, and she's going to help us understand why confidence is needed and required for all of us who think of ourselves as leaders, whether we are in a corporate setting or we are entrepreneurs, you cannot be a leader and not have confidence. So welcome to the Leader-ish podcast, Miss Rachel Luna. Wow. Okay, pause. Can we talk about the intro? I was like, hey, hey. Go ahead, jingle action. Hello. One, come through, jingle. Come through. You know. Hey, okay. Thank you for having me. Lovely to be here. So one of the things, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is because, you know, for any of any of you all who are listening, who have listened to some of my previous episodes, you know that I'm pretty tough on those of us who claim that we are leaders. You know, it's not about your title. It's about your character. And at the end of the day, I think that people want to be leaders or they want to scrutinize leadership, but they don't understand the sacrifice, quite frankly, that it takes to be leading others. And so, um, of course, you and I have known each other for quite some time. I've been following your your content for years. And you really have, I think, a perspective that a lot of particularly women, professional women, really need to hone in on in terms of how they can, you know, activate their confidence, how they can really step into who they really are. You know, the permission to offend podcast, it does not need any explanation. So just start off by sharing with everyone just high level about your work mm-hmm. and what you do in terms of helping women get these outcomes mm-hmm. through activating their confidence. Mm-hmm. That's a loaded, it's a compound question. I've been watching a lot of legal analysis lately. So you <laughs> yeah. might get a little jargon for me. That's a compound question. And I'll start by where you said, you know, give that overview many, many years ago. So I've been a coach for a decade now. And I remember going through my academia to become a coach, even before it was a thing. I'm dating myself here, but it was a very, very new profession. And um, I remember at that time, I thought I was just going to help people kind of like make their bed and get more done in life and feel more better. And over the years, that's kind of morphed a little bit because I realized that what I really love doing is helping women make more money. And the reason why I believe that giving women more money is so important is because women do smart things with money when they have it, when they are healed, when they're whole, and when they're confident in who they are in their identity and their role in this world. And for far too long, I've seen a lot of women kind of um, cower down 
or put themselves into the shade. You know, we talk about, oh, they were shady, but oftentimes women put themselves in the shade. So we don't even need extra help from anybody else with the shade, but they were cowering down. Um, and what I found is that they were doing this because they were not clear on who they were. But once a woman knows who she is and why she's here, man, it's very powerful. And then when you give her money, she makes incredible decisions that don't just affect her, but affect others in a more positive way. The other thing that I was seeing was that uh, women were filled with a lot of trauma. Now, I am not a psychologist, psychotherapist or anything like that, but I do come from a very trauma filled background. And so I discovered that um, when women were given money, when they were not just given money, when they were taught how to generate money on their own terms, they were able to get themselves out of traumatic trauma laced environments, and they were able to help others do the same. So for those reasons, very early on in my career as a coach, I realized, oh, I love helping women make more money. I love helping women find freedom. I love helping women get out of whatever negative situation they're in. And the fastest way that we can do that is to help them how to uh, teach them how to build businesses how to be their own economy, if you will. And the fastest way to do that, right? The fastest way to build your business is to build your confidence. And so one more thing I want to say about that is the fastest way to build your business is to build your confidence. If you want more confidence, you have to be willing to take more action. If you want more, if you want to take more action, you have to strengthen your faith and your courage. So that's that's the 35,000 foot overview. I'm sure there's some nuances you want to pull at. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that, that I love that you mentioned is this idea that when women have access to money, to capital, mm -hmm. they are using it, they're investing it in areas that not only improve their lives, but also the lives of others. Mm -hmm. And so I even can remember a time when I was in a precarious situation, let's just say that, um, and I didn't have the finances to get myself out of that situation. And so, and it was the most, it was a wake up call. And I was thinking, are you kidding me? You know, but the issue was also that um, the person that I was, you know, connected to was um, a part of the sabotage of my finances and of my earning. And so I love when you say you kind of took it all the way back and said they have to strengthen their faith. And, and you're absolutely right. That's mental. That starts up here. And it's really spiritual, quite frankly, when you're talking about faith, that belief that mm -hmm. you can do it, that things are possible, that you need to, you know, you need that to be able to make a move. Mm -hmm. And so talk to me a little bit about, you know, how do women strengthen their faith? How do they get that belief? Because I know that there are so many corporate women, entrepreneurial women, women that want to start a side hustle, like whatever the their title is, that they have dreams, they have goals, right? But just do it. They're not taking that next step. Is so that, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that whole concept of just do it, I think is is damaging to a degree. It's very easy to say to someone, just do it. If you are someone who has already mastered a level of uh, deep self-integrity, um, deep personal understanding of your identity, that's a better word, who has a strong sense of self. If you are already 
rooted in your identity, it is easy for you to just get up and do it. And I'm not going to say easy, but it is easier. Because as you mentioned, Dr. Brandy, you came from a, a negative situation. But in order to pull yourself out of that situation, there had to have already been a, a sense of self and a sense of identity a returning to Oh, wait a second, hold on. My name is Brandy. I got my mama taught me better. My caregiver taught me better than this. I'm going to rise up. Right. Yep. But if you don't have that, this whole idea of just do it, you cannot. Because Mm. every time the individual who does not know who they are or who does not feel secure in their identity tries to adopt that Nike just do it mentality as soon as they muster up the courage and actually um it's interesting because I know that there's someone watching or listening even though we're recording this now and someone will watch it later um their throat just tightened up as I'm talking Mm. so I want you to um, put a hand um, kind of on your diaphragm on your chest and you can either apply a hand to your throat or a hand to your belly. So you're going to have kind of like this, if you will, and just hold yourself. And I want you to know that you're safe right now. This is just the conversation. No one is asking you to do anything. And I know that when we say just do it immediately, your inner child is like, oh my gosh, but there's all these things we have to do. And so what happened, I want your inner child to know that you're safe. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nothing is happening right now and you don't have to do anything. You're just listening. You are just an observer in a conversation. So Dr. Brandy, as I was saying to you, what ends up happening is when we hear these words of just do it. All of a sudden, the person who has a fractured identity, who does not know who they are or who had an idea of who they are or who they were supposed to be, and they were constantly told, who do you think you are? You're never going to make it. You're this, you're that. Those voices come up. And that that sounds can be deafening. Mm-hmm. And then... Now the individual will then compound and start beating themselves up as I should be doing this. Why can't I just go do this? And it becomes a lot of self-deprecation. So the next question I bet would be, so how do we overcome that? Literally just wrote that down. Okay, thank you. Let me just put my paper down. Thank you. How do you overcome that? The voices are coming up. That's what stood out for me because that's what it is. It's that proverb. It's the voice. It's the whisper in your ear. And it's within you, right? How do we overcome that? Okay, so the first thing to remember is that this this is not work that happens overnight. Even though there are people that will tell you, you know, if you sign up for this program, rapid resolution. And by the way, I love rapid resolution therapy. I have a rapid resolution therapist. And when you hear that, when you hear someone say you can overcome it quickly, What that really means is you can overcome that voice quickly in the moment right then and there. And there are tools for that. And you should not make the false assumption that because you were able to like heal it and clear it right there in the moment, you're cleared forever. What you want to look at this instead is a daily routine, if you will. Just the same way I'm a breast cancer survivor. So just the same way I go out every day and I get my steps. And I know that in order to stay healthy every day, I have to take my vitamins. Every day I have to go get my steps. Every day I have to do my coffee enemas. Every week I have to go get my injections, right? That's exactly what you're working on as you're healing 
these traumatic voices as you're as you're healing through these false narratives. So the first thing one now that we've got the caveats aside, the first thing one might do is listen. So I want to do X. Let's just say um, someone wants to start a business. Is that what their your audience is doing? Are they starting businesses? Are they writing books? Are they doing podcasts? What are they doing? They're doing a little bit of everything. We got some high achievers in the leader ish. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. I, let's go with business. Let's go with entrepreneurship. They want to start a business. Let's do that. You want to start a business? Great. All of a sudden, you start thinking, but there's so many steps. I don't know where to begin, and that's actually not true. You do know where to begin. It's just that you're not taking the time to listen and and make that note. So first thing, I'm a big proponent for journaling. Dr. Brandy, you know that I love journaling. You love, let me tell you, there's a whole journaling mafia out there, okay? Like, I'm telling you. Activated journaling experience is what I'm all about. So the first thing I recommend is that even if you're not a journaler, even if you don't like keeping a journal, if you want to experience change, this is a tool and a mechanism. And if nothing else has worked for you before, what will you lose for trying this? Now, one of the reasons why journaling often doesn't work is because people use it as their diary to emote and recall what's already happened. And what I want to teach you to do is to use your journal to process your emotions and create a new reality. So the first thing you might do is open up your journal and you're going to write down like, you know, what what kind of business you want to have before you even start thinking about all the actions you have to take and get your EIN number and your DBA and your LLC and your website and your email list and your price point and your PayPal. You see, these are all things that are the tactical things. I invite you to write down what the business is, who you want to serve or what problem you want to solve and all the reasons why you are not the right person to do it. That might be counterintuitive to most advice that you hear, but the reason why I start with that is because if we can get to the heart of your lack of belief in self or in in your abilities, then we can clear those ideas. So once you have all the reasons why, well, I can't because I'm too old, well, I can't because I'm too young, well, I can't because everyone else is already doing it, well, I can't because I don't have the money, well, I can't because I don't have the time, well, I can't because I don't have the energy, well, I can't because my spouse is not on board, whatever it is, then I always say validate or disprove the stories. I can't because I'm too old. Is that true? Well, let's talk about that. Why don't I go and Google women who have started businesses over the age of whatever your age is? And you're going to see that Vera Wang became a dressmaker in her 40s. Ariana Huffington started the Huffington Post in her 50s. Um, Jessica Tandy didn't win an award until her age. So there's evidence out there to disprove this idea that I can't do something because I'm too old. Now, someone will say to me, so good. That's them and I'm not them. Right, 100%. You're not them, but you have evidence that someone of a certain age can move forward and have success. And if they can, why can't you? Okay, then we go through all of them and you're just going to see 
maybe you get to the one where, but my, my partner doesn't support me. And that is true. And I remember that because my own husband was very, I remember one time he looked me right in the face and he said, I don't believe in what you do. Hold up now. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. He said that. Um, uh, he said, you, Tony Robbins, all them coaches, y'all are just marketers. People don't need coaches. Why can't they just get up and do the things and da 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 And he said, and I, we argued back and forth. And then he said, look, I don't believe in what you do, but I believe in you. So go do it. Right? All right. Good save there. Good save. Come on, buddy. It was a good save. But, you know, it's interesting that we continue to have a lot of dissonance. On the one hand, he really did want me to be successful. But on the other hand, he did not like what was required for me to achieve that success. He did not like the time sacrifices. He did not like that I was being pulled away from the family. He did not like that a big component of what I love to do is to speak on stages and to go to events. I'm huge on getting in the room. And what I have found, Dr. Brandy, is that every single time I go to an event, I leave different. Now, I'm not saying that I have one event alone skyrocketed and catapulted, right. but every single event has given me one more ounce of confidence and courage, one more little action step. And if you're, if you're uh, receiving it and then taking the action and compounding it, it generates these massive results. But he did not like that. He wanted me to have the millions of dollars. He wanted me to have the book deals, but he didn't want me to spend the time writing the book. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yep. Mm. So if you're in that situation, you have to make decisions and you have to decide who and what you're going to fight for. So good. For me, there were Many times where I did compromise and say, okay, I've chosen to be married. I've chosen to have children. So I'm going to choose my family in this situation. And maybe I'm not going to go to this event. And maybe I'm not going to do this thing. But then I looked and I, I weighed the impact of me not doing the things. And if, I, if ever there was a thing that I had chosen my family instead of choosing my dream, if that thing had too much of a negative impact on me, if I ended up feeling badly, if I felt like I had let myself down, I quickly course corrected by doubling down on whatever I was working on. And so for the person that says, but it's true, my partner doesn't support me. What I discovered was that if I just moved in the dark, what I mean by that is I just worked on my business in silence. I stopped trying to involve my partner. Yes. Realized so was that every time I tried to get him on board and get him excited about something I was excited about, all it did was um, alert his fear. He is very risk averse. I'm not. I'm like, let's get, let's do it. Right. You're like, so you're telling me there's a chance. Right. You know? yep. a chance. And, and so I had to start moving in the dark. I had to start making moves, not saying anything that I was doing. And then when I had the results, I'd be like, look what I did. And so what I have found for anybody listening, if your par partner is not supportive, first of all, Go ahead and give God the glory that you have an unsupportive partner right now. Because if I had known then 
10, 10, 12 years ago, how I, this story would serve so many other people, I would have endured more. I would have endured more. I would have been more understanding. I would have more been more patient and I would have chosen to see the joy. It's interesting because I've been doing a study of Joshua chapter one, not to try to convert anybody to anything, but you know, I do look Absolutely. at the Bible as an instruction manual. Just Absolutely. would look at um, whatever religious scripture or even book as an instruction manual. And um, Joshua one, the first eight verses and talk about having the, this faith um, and asking God for wisdom. And there's one of the, one of the verses that says, consider it joy. And so can you find the joy in the negative experience? If I had the wisdom then that I have now, which I hope you're listening and grabbing some of this wisdom for yourself, I would have counted it a joy that I was having this friction with my husband because how I chose to handle it now allows me to testify. So what I began doing was I began working in the dark, not in the real dark, but just literally, I just kept my mouth quiet and my head down and I did the work and it was very scary. And um, I worried a lot that I was gonna fail, but I was willing to fail. And I remember one time I made $15,000 in a week. I mean, there were three weeks of work total. So we can, depending on how you want to say it, it was three weeks of work and I got $15,000, but all that $15,000 came in on that one week. Now, $15,000, I don't know about you, but that is a lot of money. That's some good grocery money right there now. Come on. And, and yep. so for me at that time in my business, that might as well have been $150,000, right? That was the way yeah. it felt like to yes. me. Yes. And I remember like running over. I was like, I did it, $50,000. How much money did you make this month? Because I made that in a week. What'd you do? Okay. Oh, God. So, once it. you start showing results, two things happen. One, your own self-confidence grows. And two, other people's confidence in you grows as well. I also can hear someone saying, but what happens if you do all the work and then you fail? Well, if you are going to take the approach of considering a joy then, and that you're looking for wisdom, then I don't look at any failure as a fail. I look at it as feedback. I'll give you a perfect example, Dr. Brandy. So I have an event called Confidence Activated. Can I talk about it real fast? A little plug? Oh, we got you queued up. Go ahead. So Confidence Activated is my event it happened october 14th through the 16th 2022 it's in orlando florida and this year's theme is permission to be wealthy so you can go to confidenceactivated.com now um confidence activate what was i why, why did i even mention it hold on now i got excited yeah i got distracted by the little thing at the bottom of i know right adhd because girl because ADHD. you were talking about um you were talking about results get the results when you have the results you get the little bits of confidence you were saying the theme of this year's confidence activated is be wealthy permission to be wealthy yeah but no i was gonna make a, a point about the results oh oh the, i was gonna give you the example of the failure and oh right failure right failure is thank um, you Jesus. okay thank so feedback okay and when we fail, it's very easy to start beating ourselves up and like, oh my gosh, I'm this, I'm that, I'm not good, whatever, stories, you know. 
recently for my event, you know, events are hard, number one, to put together. Don't let anyone tell you, well, you know what? They've been challenging for me. It might be easy for you. I'm not going to project my story on you. A side note is that people will do that. People will try to project their story, their experience on you. So I apologize. I take it back. For me, it has been a challenge every single year that we put this event on. We have been met with opposition every single year. That's how you know you're on the road to doing something powerful. That's right. The enemy will come to kill, steal, and destroy every single time you're about to do something that will change not just your life, but someone else's life. Generations, really. There will be some kind of shenanigan. Anyway, so we've had we've had some challenges, and this year we were really excited to bring sponsorships on board. Like, to, and I'm not talking about just like the gift bag. I'm talking money. Give us that money. Cut that check. Cut the check. Cut the check. So we had this big meeting with a company. The company was very excited about me. I was excited about them. We had this great meeting, and I think slam dunk. Because the woman is like, oh, yes, I could see it and I love it and we could do this and we could do that. And I'm like, great. And I had told her the two amounts for sponsorship and they were it was a big investment. But when I said the investment, she didn't blink. She didn't say like, oh, time out. That's not going to work with our budget. Nothing. So I really thought I had slam dunked this. A couple of days later, I get that email. We love your vision. It's out of our budget. <sighs> Why did you play me like that, lady? Why did you do me like that, right? That's typically how we feel. Some people might cry, break down. You might start telling your stories of why I'm not good enough. Why is it that this group gets all these sponsorships, but we didn't get these sponsorships and we can go back and forth. And I'm not going to say I didn't feel those things because I did, but rather than sitting in the defeat, I just said, okay, who's next? Who else do we have on our roster? And can we go back and, and see who else we can get some money from? What did we mess up? Where did we go wrong? How could we have mitigated this experience? And you know what? Here's what I could have done before telling her my budget. And I know this, but sometimes we know better, but we don't do better. I think I was just excited by her enthusiasm. But what we could have said to open it up is talk to us about your budget because we have different options and I want to create the thing, the package that's going to work best for you. And I don't know why I didn't say that. I guess I just got too excited. Maybe I was too much thinking about the money. And, and that is feedback. So in the moment, I felt like I lost $50,000. I truly, I like, you might as well have just taken that money out of my bank account. That's what it felt like. But remember that feelings are not facts. So do not trust your feelings. I hear a lot of people say like, well, how do you want to feel? And what were you feeling? And just lean on to your feelings. Your feelings are not facts. So I would encourage you to only trust your feelings if you already trust yourself. If you have a high level of faith and you know that like, listen, I'm good. My spidey senses are on point. My intuition is aligned. I know that when I'm feeling something, but if you cannot say that, don't trust your feelings, question them. Ascertain whether or not they, they are valid, validate or disprove the thought, the feeling, and then take action accordingly. So that was just a little uh, example of how 
using failure as feedback can really save you. Oh, by the way, because then we went to someone else and they gave us an easy yes to a certain amount of money. And then we were like, okay, that was too easy. What about if we add this, would you like, if we add, if we, if we raise that amount, we can add this. And if we raise that amount, we can add that. So then we came back and we said, thank you. We love your easy yes. How about a considerable, I can't remember what the word, clever wording we use, but if we, if we raise the price to this, we can add this much. If we raise the price to that, we can add that much. And the guy was like, you know, it's so interesting that you reached out to me today because we just scheduled a follow-up more uh, meeting as a team to talk about like next level. More. Right, right. So, but but I would not have gone even back to them to like do all of this if I didn't get the failure and the feedback from that first person. So good, so good. So well, tell me this. Um, I'm sorry, Rick. Did you have? Did you have something else? Well, I was gonna say, did I adequately answer the question on how we start doing that? I think I did. Right. You so did. Journal, yeah. We're just gonna yeah. get retrospective, and then there was one. There's a third step to that, right? So okay. once you validate and disprove and you've got all the stories down, then you can ask yourself, okay, um, what are all the things I think need to happen to get this business off the ground? So you do your brain dump. And then the next and final piece is what would it look like if I took one action? One, because once you take the one action then you, and you see, oh, I didn't die. The brain is conditioned to keep us alive. It always wants you to think if I take this action, I'm going to die. You know, we're not going to survive. We're going to get cut off from the pack. We're going to get excommunicated. Sorry. Everybody's going to hate us. People are going to unfollow me. They're all going to unsubscribe from my email. Great. Let, right. them unsubscribe. Right. Let them unfollow you. I'm going to mess up this quote, but I read a quote the other day. It was so good. Um, People will love you for being fake. They'll hate you for being real. So have the courage to be disliked. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that's so good. Glow, glow graphics. Glow and Tanmo posted that. Oh, that's okay. That's awesome. I got to look that up. That, that's yeah. dope. So those, so those are the steps to get you started and continue to practice, build up the muscle. Okay, I'm done. Thank you. First of all, y'all, am I the only one that has two pages of notes here? Okay. Rachel, when you talk about master neuroscience coach, you you were rewiring my brain, my thought patterns, helping me to understand my perceptions and my, I mean, the work that you do, it's it's the real deal. You know, you have worked one-on-one -on -one in groups in with thousands of women over the years. I mean, and it shows that you understand just those micro levels, which I think, you know, to the point of what you were talking about with your husband and how he previously, you know, his, some of his pers perspectives that he had previously, it's this idea that some people in the coaching industry, they, they are selling fluff. Mm. They are not giving you tactical, tangible things to do, or they're giving you things to do, but they're not addressing you, the person mm. that you are. You have to become that person to be able to do the thing. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're rushing us to do the thing, but I'm not even that person yet to be able to do the thing. Right. And so the fact that you're so surgical with this is amazing because there's there are prerequisites to activate your confidence. That's what I got out of today. Before you even take the one act, one action, that was at the end, if y'all didn't notice. Before you do that, 
let's start to think about how we're thinking. Let's have let's let's that metacognition, right? Let's start to journal. Let's start to reflect. Let's address our fears and face them right away. Mm-hmm. I, I love all of it. Whoo, okay, y'all. Now look now. This is this is the leaderish podcast. Now, now I got y'all a sample of Rachel for free. So so she can't give it all away. Share with everyone again about the confidence activated conference that's happening and everywhere, you know, any other resources or things that you want for people who want to follow up and, and continue to connect with you. Sure. Well, if you'd like to follow and connect with me for free, you can follow me on Instagram at Girl Confident. You can subscribe to my podcast, Permission to Offend. And if you are ready to step into your next level of faith, wealth, and worth, then I invite you to join me over at confidenceactivated.com. You'll learn all about our event happening October 14th through the 16th, 2022 in Orlando, Florida. The venue is spectacular. The speakers are unparalleled. And what I know for sure is that when you come to an event with me, specifically as the organizer, you will walk away transformed if you do the work in the room. So this event is not one of those like, you can do it. I don't believe in that. Like those rah-rah conferences always feel like it feels good in the moment. You get that like little hit of serotonin and then you get the dopamine because you did something, you got in the room, but that does not equate to long-term results when you get home. When you come into the room at my event, we actually do work in the room. Um, This will be the third year that we have this event. And both years that we've hosted this event, women have made money in the room because I welcome that. I want you to, yes, get your money. My calendar real quick. Hold on, y'all. Let me check. Okay, say no more. Get your calendar. And um, Dr. Brandy, your, your audience can use the code LOYAL. Okay. They're loyal to you and they'll save 20% off when they use the code loyal. So use the code VIP is sold out, by the way, VIP sold out before tickets even really officially opened VIP sold out before we had a sales page. Um, And that tells you the quality and caliber because interestingly, more than 70% of VIP were VIP last year and were VIP the first year. So they like, we get repeat. And I think that that is a true hallmark of the value of an event. When people are coming back three years in a row to the exact same event, because every year we do something different. We don't, you're not going to hear the same stories. You might hear the husband's story again, right? Cause that's right. right. That's, that's signature. That's, that's a breakthrough moment. Right. But um, but the, the stories, the illustrations that we use, the activations are always new because we want you to not be stale. We want you to be fresh and on point. So come to Confidence Activated and um, let's go ahead and give you that permission to be wealthy. I'm loving it. Well, I, I appreciate everything. Thank you for pouring into me, the listeners. This, this literally, I'm going to have to go back and listen again. And I think that there's just so there's an aspect um, a spiritual aspect to what you're doing and I think that so many professional women are walking around every day kind of like zombies they're on a routine they're unfulfilled their their children are you know pulling them this way and their job that way and 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 they really need to have that faith to to activate their confidence to change and take that first step and so 
Shout out to you, Rachel Luna. You are walking in your purpose, girl. Okay. I, I, you. Wow. That purpose conversation, that's a whole other right. con- how do you even find your work? That's the after 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 show. Oh. Well, thank you so much for being here and for everyone else. Look, I'm telling you, we are not holding anything back on the Leader Ish podcast. Continue to follow me at the Dr. Brandy on all social media platforms. And look, tune into the next episode. There is more amazing Leader Ish conversations that we're going to be having. Talk to you later. Bye. Leader Ish Podcast.